When you know and feel and act from your own heart, your very presence generates harmony, and that's what this is all about. Generation of Harmony shares perspectives, tools, and guidance so humanity can live in harmony with all of life. I'm Carrie Lake. Everybody, and thank you for coming to play. Thank you for watching the videos. Thank you for playing on my Facebook page, for playing with Project Positive Change. Um, there's so much beauty, there's so much awesomeness to share, and lots of people are sharing it. So, um, while there are a lot of people sharing, remember that you recognizing. People sharing beauty is just as potent and effective and necessary for the, the shift in humanity to happen. You paying attention and recognizing, ooh, that's new. Recognizing, you know what, people could have been in a fight, but they chose not to. You recognizing your own changes that is actually what perpetuates change to keep happening and keep happening faster and faster in more beautiful ways all the time. So, um, you know, yay team. And don't discount your own awareness. In fact, your awareness is what creates everything. You being aware of the world around you, you being aware of what you feel, you being aware of what you're watching happen in front of you and when you're aware of it without judgment then you are creating a completely different world than what we are seeing going around us right now so never discount yourself don't and it's it's um the remedy actually to this whole idea of low self-worth recognizing what you're aware of without judging it, even if it's not pretty stuff, just go, okay, I'm aware that that's happening. Okay, I'm aware that this is going on. Okay, I'm aware of those people being kind to each other. I'm aware of my own sadness. I'm aware, I'm aware. There's lots of words for it, mindfulness and all of that good stuff. But how much have people's minds already learned how to say, oh, mindfulness is too hard, I can't do it, right? The mind is gonna always find ways to interrupt the works. So, okay, that's what the mind does now. Well, that's what my mind is doing. All right, and then you just go on and you eat cookies or whatever you're gonna do. It's not about doing the right things. It's about being aware of what you do when you do it. And um, it gets really fun when you know, you start to know how it feels to be aware and not judge, even for a moment at a time. It builds on itself, right? And does it take practice? Yes. Does it take experience? Yes. But dude, that's why we're alive, right? Without the life to live, there would be no experience. I mean, that's what life is for, is to give us the space to experience these things. And it's not new, nothing, nothing I'm saying is new, but, you know, there comes a time when we actually realize 
that what empowerment is, is the opportunity to go, all right, you know what? This whole awareness thing, I'm going to have that be my priority. We have, that's the whole choice thing. We have the freedom to choose our own priority. We have the freedom to play for 10 seconds at a time with no judgment. It's the coolness of being human, right? And that also gives us the opportunity to go against ourselves, to go against our heart, to go against our nature. But the freedom of choice is the freedom to not choose. You're free, you're so free to choose that you can choose to not choose. And when you choose to not choose, I wonder if life keeps happening. I wonder if life will keep going if I'm no longer choosing to be something when I already am something, right? It's all the spiritual teachings, but there's a point where you get to start living it because you make it a priority. It's really simple. It's like kindergarten simple. It's just, you know, for 10 seconds at a time, I'm actually going to play with what does it feel like to live this way? You know, some of us play with animals and what a fantastic place to start because they are always providing that sense of being that never went against itself, right? That's the big difference between the animal kingdom and humanity is that the animals don't have the opportunity to go against their nature. Humanity does. So, you know, being around animals is magnificent because they can help us remember how it feels to have never gone against your nature and call that healing. All healing is, is embodying all of you, your own sense of presence, your uniqueness, your divinity, fancy words, but what does it feel like? So even if you play with animals, that's great. If you play with computers, you can do the same thing. It's just computers aren't really going to give you a sense of an integrated divine presence necessarily depends how you're listening but that's might be a, the advanced class it's a fun one if anybody likes to play there we can go there um so now i get to say hi to everybody and Val, so nice to see you again and our i totally enjoyed our conversation the other day um and robin hi robin paul is here hi paul thank you for being here carrie nice to see you Jax. Oh, it's been forever. Janice, hi Janice. And Linda is here. Maureen, hi Maureen. Beautiful. Katrina, Kimri, Mirka, my friend. Oh, you guys, it's so beautiful that you're here. So today I want to do my best to address for you what does Carrie do? And um, it's kind of, <laughs> it's a great question. Um, Ultimately, what I do is listen on every level of consciousness and what presents to me are disharmonies. When I don't have a, a modality that I practice. I don't have a step-by-step -step that I go through um, that 
addresses any one particular system or any one particular energetic level. I, uh, I tune into my own body, my own instrument. And my instrument just happens to be very sensitive to movements of consciousness. So I just feel, I tune in and I listen. And when I am working with a person or an animal and I listen in this way, then anything that's out of harmony presents just like that. Like the, there's no search, searching for it. There's no seeking for it. It's the, the willingness to be aware of what's actually in front of me presents me with opportunities to be of assistance. So, for example, if um, somebody calls and says, hey, Carrie, my dog has anxiety. Can you help me with my dog and my dog's anxiety? Then, of course, the answer is yes, because I'm here to assist all of life to come back into harmony with itself, right? It's not about fixing what's broken. It's about recognizing that uh, life designed itself to harmonize. And how can I help that? So I tune in and I listen. Things that are out of harmony just present themselves to me on various energetic levels. And when they do, I just become aware of that disharmony. And tuning into that is kind of like zooming in on the picture. And when I zoom in, I get more information about how I can help. What words can I say? What ideas can I bring forward? Where can I take your attention? And in, on that journey, it's not a journey of fixing something that's broken, right? It's not me showing up to say, okay, what's the problem here and how can I solve it? That's not how it occurs to me. When somebody asks for my help, I, I show up and I listen and information, boom, 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 presents right in front of me. And I have a, a capacity and a skill to let that be translated into thoughts and concepts and words while bringing this presence of harmony along with it. And I have to say hi to Daniel and Lou. So beautiful to see you, Lou. And uh, uh, Mirka again. Oh, Ariabelle, uh, many can't comment at the moment, but we're all listening. Oh, well, thank you. That's awesome. It's, it's such an honor to share. Okay. Now, this listening thing. We all have it. This is what I call sensory awareness. And this is what I teach. I teach people tools so that they can know their own ability to listen in this way. When you're willing to listen in this way, you are actually living everything that all of this spirituality teaches. Listening in this way of being aware of your own instrument, your body, where the information comes through, comes from. When when you're willing to be aware of the information 
whether it's information about pain, about discomfort, about anxiety, about bliss, happiness, what direction am I going, every, about psychic things, telepathic things, when you're willing to be aware, then you have access to universes of information. And from there, it's just a matter of where are you starting? Where are you on your own learning journey, on your own embodying, on your own awareness? And when you're willing to see where you're actually at, you can grow really fast from there. So what I do is listen in all the ways that I'm telling you about and then guide people and animals to know their own sense of harmony, to know their ability to work with their body, work with their situation, work with their mind, and work with each other in a way that isn't about competing and getting over one another. It's about how can I best assist? How can I best complement? How can I be aware of the greatest potential of movement for the good of the whole? Okay, I hope that's making sense. Let me know if it's not, because um, I can say it in a billion different ways. But this is the simplicity of it. Actually, this is the most direct way to say it. Working with energies and frequencies, working with thoughts and words, working with bodies and actions, working with creations and businesses and all sorts of stuff. It all comes down to recognizing that you're a human, right? There might be some kitty cats listening in in the background, but they're not really worried about this little string of words I'm saying, right? We're talking to humans. And recognizing you're a human, and how do my system, how were my systems designed to work? How was my, my human instrument designed to work? What is this whole sensory thing that some people have in spades and other people, you know, didn't, they missed the line that day, right? And they didn't get the same dose of sensory awareness and some, that someone else did. Recognizing and accepting that you're a human is a big step. <laughs> Sounds kind of weird, maybe, but I'll tell you, for me, it was so much easier to feel the animals than it was to feel humans because humans were all over the place. And somehow humans have the ability to say one thing, mean something else, fight against it, and then make it someone else's fault. And that just freaked me out when I was little because here's the animals in the trees just going, all right, well, I'm a tree and I'm a dog, right? So for myself, it was really weird to think that I'm a human, even though in the mirror, it's right there. It's pretty obvious, right? But it, I felt more like the animals than I felt like the people. When we, we, when we feel so much that it's hard to know what I feel like, it's hard to know myself and you know what what Carrie feels like you can call that 
one one word I say for it is it's empathic overwhelm. We are all empathic. We're born empathic. Some of us have a greater aware of, awareness of it than others. But everybody is empathic. Those times when we feel like, um, I don't know my own thoughts, I don't know which direction to go, I, I can't feel my own body, um, when the body is, you know, maybe showing disease and things like that, and I can't get back to my heart, you can kind of call that empathic overwhelm. And what empathic overwhelm means is you're picking up on so much other information, emotional information, thoughts, judgments, conflicts, 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 conflicts. And all of that conflict takes over the senses for a couple of reasons. One is because it's just distracting. It's like put, turning on a big electromagnet, right? And the magnet says, you better think about this and you better get it right and blah, blah, blah. The other reason why it's so compelling is that the overwhelm, it's a lot to handle. It's really intense. And many of us have only ever know how to handle intensity by numbing it by avoiding it, by protecting ourselves from it. When we numb and push away and protect ourselves from all of that overwhelm, that's what leads to disease. That's what leads to fatigue. That's what leads to more conflicts and relationship issues. We were never designed to live protected pushing everything away. That's not how our systems are designed. Our systems are designed to recognize and pick up on the information that's everywhere, that's ambient in the universe. And our, and our systems, our sensory systems will say, ah, here's what's going on over here. Here's what's going on over there. Here's what those people are thinking about. Here's where their emotions are at. Our systems are designed to deliver that information but we were not ever taught how to recognize and navigate that information. So empathic overwhelm is that state of being where you're just surviving. You're just getting through. It's why people feel like they have to retreat, recharge. But when you are aware of your ability to navigate that stuff, Sometimes you take a rest, of course, because there's a lot moving through the body, but this idea of retreat and recharge just dissolves because you never give away that much energy by processing that much conflict, right? So there again, it's, you know, kind of big picture uh, idea of what I do. I teach people how to navigate the world without empathic overwhelm and it looks sometimes like providing tools so that you can feel your body again. And it looks, it looks sometimes like helping you communicate with your animals. And it looks sometimes like helping you 
know how to discern which direction to turn in life. And it looks sometimes like straight hands-on energetic work and healing because that's what's going to be the most effective. Sometimes it looks like teaching a group of people because the information from me and the teachings from me comes out differently in a group of people. And then the whole group of people can um, feel one another and feel the camaraderie where they're not the only one. And every time I'm sharing, even now, there's energetic work happening for all of you and for all the people you're going to touch today. The energetic work is in, it, in its simplest form when I share like this and I connect with you and feel you listening to me, whether you're listening for a moment for the whole time that we're together, whether you're listening in the recording later. You are part of the consciousness of this call and that presents to me. So while I'm sharing with you, I'm listening at the same time. And with all of my senses in every dimension, I'm just listening. And that listening helps inform what I say next. So people will ask, you know, so Carrie, you're a psychic. And well, kind of, but it's so much more than that. Like being psychic and, and looking into a particular situation, that's one way to use your awareness. It's one way to listen. And then people say, oh, well, you're an animal communicator. Yeah, of course. Because checking in and tuning in with animals of any species, that's another way to listen. Oh, well, you're a healer. Okay, absolutely, because in the healing is 100% because my heart sees your heart. And as our hearts connect, it amplifies who you truly are. It amplifies the part of you that knows no separation from your own source of light and life. That's what healing is, right? teacher, facilitator, all of that stuff. Yes, yes. But here's the thing. All of you are facilitators too. The moment you step into a place of listening with no agenda, that the moment you start to play with being aware of the senses in your own body, you are a healer and a facilitator. You are healing and facilitating. Again, lots of fancy words, but what's really important is to be aware that you sense it, to be aware of what that listening feels like in your body. And what I love to do is help people feel that in their body, in the context of their own life. Why do people feel the need to box us up in a category? Well, how comfortable does that make it? How familiar are people with this feeling of limitlessness, right? Aria Bell, remember we were playing the other day 
and just taking your awareness right to your heart center like we can all play with this take your awareness right to your heart center and watch what it what your body does when literally for 10 seconds your awareness is right with your physical when we were playing with it the other day Bell, remember how there was some fear that presented and how for a lot of people when you actually bring your mind to your physical body the first thing that happens is fear anxiety bounce you know the mind says oh no i can't do that i'm too busy i have way too much to do or oh carrie you don't even know what it's like you don't have my life that's funny to me people put us in boxes because of how it feels because that sense of having something finite manageable familiar controllable is more desirable than going through the change of feeling that fluttery fear of I can't control this it's not a bad thing it's just the mind and the ego having a hard time going beyond what they already know people put us in boxes because that's what works for them to maintain their own sense of identity growing up I had all sorts of abilities that I didn't know how to talk about. I didn't have vocabulary, you know, three, four years old, don't have vocabulary. And even older than that, people would look at me and say, oh, Carrie's good with animals, right? True, but there was so much more. And even when I started to talk about healing things like, um, there were some some times when my mom was going through some health challenges and I had the I just from listening doing everything I'm talking to you about just opening and feeling where is the actual disharmony here I had so much information to share and I could have pointed right to it and said look look right here do this feel this feel this and her body would have boom kicked itself into regenerating itself but there wasn't space for that because Carrie's good with animals. And that box of Carrie is good with animals, it, it just creates a pathway, a conduit of familiarity because, you know, if Carrie walks up to somebody and is this strange human being who has weird abilities and I feel weird when I'm in her presence because my tummy gets a little nervous and maybe Carrie sees more than I want her to see, for the ego and the mind, that challenges the identity, that challenges that person's sense of who they are or memory of who they are or thought of who they are. Because who you are, who you actually are, is so beyond your own understanding me my own understanding I'm, that's why i'm on the journey like show me show me what this is all about but people put each other in boxes because 
it maintains that sense of familiarity. And that's okay. It's okay. It feels yucky, but it's okay. This is the part about not judging, okay? Someone's putting me in a box. Well, of course they are. Now, do I need to live in that box? That's a different question. But, okay, they can put me in that box. I'm going to walk right out of it, but that's all right. You know? What's really valuable and navigating the world in a way where you can see the box and not be affected by it, it comes down to making your own senses a priority. At least that's how I talk about it, right? A lot of people will talk about meditation and they'll talk about transcending and, and yoga and, and going beyond the body and all this good stuff. And that's all also true, right? There's nothing that I talk about that negates anything else. In fact, what I've watched is the more you let your awareness come to your own senses, it only enhances every modality, every practice, every um, endeavor, every creation, even if you're a lawyer, right? That's a fun one. Or tech, and you live in tech land. That's all thinky, thinky stuff, right? But if you step into the thinky stuff with the priority of being aware of your body and sensing your body, even, you know, like we play with um, a lot, just having an object in your hand and letting yourself be aware of the sensation in your hand, then you're bringing a human presence into what you're doing, not just the thinky-thinky, get the job done. And the more you bring your own presence into something, your thinky-thinky gets a lot more efficient. You start to see the spaces in between the problems, and you can just whoo, shortcut. This is the whole concept of, of hacking, right? Is to see the spaces where you can move that don't require the old structures to get you there. There's, um, in order to play this way and be effective walking through life, you, there's an education for the mind. The mind needs to be educated for where the senses exist. A lot of people will think they're feeling things, but they're thinking they're not feeling because the mind is not a sensory instrument. The mind does not feel. The mind calculates, processes, organizes, but it does not feel. So when um, I get to work with people and teach, and that's, there's actually a class that starts tomorrow online called the nine-week series. It's awesome stuff, and it's the foundation of all this stuff that I'm teaching. But the mind needs to be re-educated to recognize sensory information. The mind was taught through schooling and society and um, conditioning and habituation. The mind was taught to look for information outside of our body. It was taught to prioritize and value 
what's coming at me from outside my eyes and outside my skin and outside my ears and nose and mouth and hair. The mind was taught that if the body is producing sensations, something's probably broken and you should probably go take a pill for that. Just because that's how the medical system got built, you know? And when, when the priority is endure, 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 then how many people just want to numb their body when it hurts rather than say, body, what are you trying to tell me? So navigating the world from a foundation of your innate senses, it requires an education, a different education for the mind to know that movement, the sensation of movement through your body is significant information. It's important information. How do I use it? To help the body understand that the flutter in your tummy it might not be fear, it might be something else. How do we explore that? That lightheadedness doesn't mean you're broken. I wonder what's going on. That if there's a tumor, how do we communicate with this thing so that it dissolves and goes away? And Or kidney stones, or gallstones, or tight muscles, or anxiety. It there's a re-education for the mind to recognize that it's not in charge of sensations. It's not, sensations are not its responsibility. And you take the mind off the hook, give the mind the experience of no judgment, and it gets interested really fast. Of course, it's going to have a bunch of arguments. It's a mind, right, that's been taught how to fight. So, of course, it's going to fight. But reconnecting the mind with your body and welcoming this sweet, intimate friendship and this new education takes on a life of its own. You start actually um, teaching yourself. You, once the mind knows where the real information of life is happening, and being provided, it starts asking new questions. And crazy bonus, right? You get this sensation and this feeling and this presence that you're not alone. And you're not responsible for getting it right every time. And somebody has your back. And then you start realizing the whole universe has your back. And this whole thing people say, like it's a benevolent universe and everything is happening for you, not to you, you start to know what that feels like. So you don't doubt it, you don't question it. There's no issue with confidence because you know where the real information comes from and you know how to generate what you need to have clarity wherever you're going. So what does I what what does Carrie do? That's what I do. I walk around that way and I teach people their own ability to walk around that way. And sometimes it looks like animal communication and sometimes it looks like healing and sometimes it works it it looks like um building a project. Because that's what people do. And 
it never made sense to me to have to remove myself from everyday life in order to master these things because then I'm going to want to go play with people anyway. So how do I master them right smack through the middle of everything else? How do I master my own ability to navigate the world from love with no judgment and flourish without having to hate anybody and without having to retreat from anything? It is possible. Like, so, I'll be sharing my story. I have a manuscript written and it will be a book um, at some point that I can share with you. And that kind of goes through and shares the story of um, what, it, what it was like for me, little snippets of life of what it was like for me being a very sensitive human being in a world designed to silence sensitive human beings. Many of us were born that way. And we just never had the, um, the guidance. We never had the information. We never had the support because the people around us had no idea how to support sensitive little people. Now, where we are today, there are going to be more and more. I mean, already there's so many more very sensitive and gifted human beings on the planet as young people. And the more of us that can be aware of our own senses and navigate and live this way, the more these young people will be able to find guidance for how to navigate and use their ability and their sensitivity to use the information being provided to them in multiple dimensions in order to create what they want to create in the world. To me, it's really cool. And the simplicity of it comes down to this, that the two little words, know thyself, right? Like I got this body, it's kind of a hot rod. Show me how this works, you know? What it, I have all these senses. There are senses people talk about, do I have those? I don't know, how would I know? So once you start, you know, again, like, like I said, the nine week series is, kindergarten, baby steps, foundational. And when you, as we know, you build a good foundation, you can fly anywhere, you can build anything from there. But when you educate your mind to notice and value and navigate the information provided by your senses, that's when you very literally start to experience the sensation of limitless. We talk about that, limitless. What does limitless mean? Oh, the body's a limitation. No, actually your body is the portal to limitlessness. But you don't know it till you give yourself the experience. So that's what I recommend to people. Let yourself have the experiences. Don't take my word for it, right? There's, I, I share tools, lots of people share tools. And mine are very direct and they're really fun. And if you want to come and play, starts tomorrow. But, you know, or, or, or contact me and we'll work one on one. But starting by educating your mind to recognize and understand that even little changes that you sense can be really valuable information. Helping your mind understand it's not about 
getting it right, your body is not going to communicate, get it right. Your body is going to communicate either, well, here's how it feels if you go that way, or keep going in that direction, or here's another option, right? The mind is trained to look for right and wrong, good and bad, but you re-educate your mind to start going in the direction that feels open, going in the direction that feels light, uplifted, going in the direction where your body goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets crazy pragmatic. Like this is, giving yourself this education is one of the most pragmatic things you can do because you're gonna be living life, right? And we are all gonna live life to some level, some degree of numbness. But we can always also be waking up and expanding our awareness and expanding our stamina, our capacity. You know, if we just dropped in and boom, woke up all at once, our body, <laughs> our body would disintegrate. Who you are is so much light that if all of you came in right at once, boom, you, you no body, you know, you, you'd turn into particles of consciousness because you are and they're just all densified right now. So it's not about getting there faster, doing it better. It's about being right where you are and receiving the information and the guidance and the tools to bring more of you in all the time without fear, without conflict, and just totally enjoy the ride. So that's what I do. <laughs> and, and like I said, for some people, it starts as communicating with their animals. And, and working with their animals. For some people, it's, uh, it's working with their body. Maybe their body's, you know, going, dude, I really need some help over here. So that's where we start. For some people, it's with their businesses, their relationships, their communication. For some people, it's just a sense of, okay, I know there's something else and I've been on the path. Like I get to work with lots of people that have been on the path for a long time and they just know there's something else and don't know how to get there so much fun so much fun because those those are people who are standing right at the door sometimes the door is hanging wide open and it it's just an honor to guide people right through it and help them recognize themselves living in an even higher frequency so that's what carrie does and i i walk around that way you know, I, I walk my talk. I share what I share because I live it. And there's so much that happens that, yes, of course, I have gifts and abilities. I had to stop pretending I didn't, right? Not everybody has the same capacity that I do. But that's a gift I have to share. So I have my abilities. There's no sense comparing anything, right? And it's just a complete and total joy to use these abilities to help other people know their own capacity and grow. Because that's what makes my heart sing. And I love it. And I love playing with the animals. Of course. Hello. Have you ever hugged a horse? If you haven't, I recommend it. Right? Please go hug a horse. 
And um, thank you all for being here. I'll put links in the chat com uh, comment place. And um, like I said, if, if it calls to you, come and play in our class that starts tomorrow. And um, it's on my website under services, carrylake.com. And um, next week, Wednesday, I'll be here. And what I would love to start is a Q&A, right? I'd love to start uh, having questions show up, like even if they start with, yeah, but, you know, whatever the questions might be in the, the chat section, because that helps make this information relevant. That's what's really important. You know, here I am, blah, 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 for 45 minutes, and it's great stuff and energetic work and all sorts of good stuff. But when people start asking questions for their own world, that's when I can make it really relevant, and you start to feel yourself moving 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 okay so thank you for being here happy wednesday have a beautiful day beautiful week and lots of love to you and i'll uh, see you next time